My name is Emily McCormick, and this changed my life. What's this, you ask? Good question. You'll find the answer as you listen in. My friends and I dive into everything from faith to fashion, culture to coffee, purpose to parenting, leadership to love, and so much more. So settle in and let's learn and laugh together. Hello, friends. I am back in the closet and wanted to talk to you today about one very simple question. Are you afraid? Now, that question, you may know the answer right away of like either a, you think, no, not at all. I'm not, I'm not really afraid of much. Or you may think, I have been living in a constant state of fear for a week, a month, a year and a half. I don't know. But for me personally, I just want to share the last year and a half specifically, I have felt a lot of fear. And that has not been something that I am familiar with. I have absolutely faced different situations that have caused me a lot of fear or anxiety, mostly in times where I'm not in control, which the more and more I learn about life, I am not in control. Um, Even when I think that I am, I'm not. And honestly, I don't want to be. I trust God a lot more with my life than I do myself. But that being said, just finding that I was feeling a lot of fear. For me personally, I was looking at our world, specifically the pandemic and all that our world has been facing just in the last year and a half. These are just a few things, but all the topics and the changes and the school um, changes and conversation around sexuality, conversations around the sanctity of life, all of the things that we have been facing with politics and the highs and the lows and the explosive conversations and the things with politics, our government, the conversations of power and control, COVID and all that entails, the misinformation, the lack of information, the over-information, the confusion about information, social media and the effects on teens and suicide, racial tensions and the conversations and the lack of empathy and then the confusion and what we should say and what we shouldn't and all of the confusion around that and the just the grief around that and um, lack of empathy and even again, some confusion, deconstruction of faith. Now, not just like a, not like a healthy, um, I want to deconstruct and figure out how to build back on truth, but the true dismantling of all faith and throwing it out altogether. Friends, those are just a few. That is just a few. I talk about isolation and families being torn apart. I mean, so many things. That list was causing a lot of fear in me. And then it went even deeper to the conversations I was hearing or the things on the news or the people in my life hearing conversations and just the comments of, I'm so afraid to raise kids in a time like this. I'm afraid to live in this nation in a time like this. I'm afraid to speak. I don't know how to, how to talk. I feel so much fear. I don't, I don't want to raise my kids now. I don't know how to do this. And, oh, what am I going to do? And they ask me these questions. I mean, just so much fear. And even in this moment, if you can relate at all, to having fear and even thinking, God, I don't, I don't want to be alive in a time. I don't, I don't mean like, I'm not trying to talk about legitimately wishing you were not alive, but that, that phrase or that sentiment of, I don't want to live through something like this. I don't feel equipped for this. I don't want my kids to be raised in a place like this. Just that fear that can really become all-encompassing. And really, friends, fear is very blinding. And in the simple, most... 
um, basic, stripped down way. And my question goes back to what I said is, are you afraid? Do you feel sometimes paralyzed by fear? And if so, if you are a Christ follower, I want to ask you, do you believe Jesus when he said, do not be afraid? Do you believe God when he said, do not be afraid, have no fear, fear not? Can I tell you something, you guys? Fear is mentioned 300 I think it's 365 or 76. Now I'm getting my numbers mixed up. Let's say 365 times in the Bible around there, give or take a few. It says, fear not. Now, this is the simplest fact. If you can remember anything but this, this is what I would want you to remember. The only time that God or a prophet or Jesus would need to say, fear not, would be because the people were facing a legitimate fear. Truly, there's no reason someone would not need to come in my closet right now and look at me. My husband would not come in here and look at me and just be like, hey, babe, well, fear not, don't be afraid. The only reason he would say that is if there was a very real and present danger outside of this closet and he wanted to say to me, hold on, I've got this taken care of, so I'm telling you, don't be afraid. So you could go back in every situation in the scriptures where there was someone who said, fear not, don't be afraid because they were facing a real threat, an army that was a bajillion times larger than theirs. And yet God would say, don't be afraid. I am with you. I see the situation. You are meant to be here in this moment and I am with you. I will carry you, I will uphold you, I will create a shelter for you, I will provide for you. And the worst case scenario, this life is but a breath. It is about eternity and forever. In the times of the jail, when when Paul was in jail or other of the, the disciples or whoever was in jail and an angel would show up and there's an earthquake and the angel says, fear not. It's because they're terrified of what's going to happen. Are they going to be murdered if they escape jail? Why is there an angel? Angels were terrifying to look at, the glory and the light and the, the authority. When Mary was told by, by the angel that she would be carrying God's son with a virgin birth, and that time a woman getting pregnant outside of marriage, I mean, scandalous. And that's why the angel said, fear not. So friends, I just want to tell you right now, I am not trying to say, hey, don't be afraid because you're not facing real danger. I understand that the world is terrifying. There are so many things that are a very, could be very real fears. But friends, the scriptures tell us and God's promises are true and his word does not fade. He still says, fear not, do not be afraid, child. The The other word to attach to that because fear can play out in anxiety and anxious thoughts. He said, and worry. He says, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests, your desires, your fears, your needs be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, that is not saying you don't tell someone not to be anxious if there are not real things that are to cause them anxiety. But God knows there is a very real 
um, path of peace to those who trust in God. Your circumstances may not change, friends. My fear did not subside because the world changed. My fear has subsided because I know who I belong to. I know who holds the world in his hands and I trust him. I know that if there is breath in my lungs, if there is breath in my children's lungs, that we are meant to live right now that we carry the hope of the world, friends. Do you believe that you are carrying the hope of the world? That in all of the lists that I mentioned, politics, sanctity of life, sexuality, government power, COVID, all the things that I mentioned at the beginning, suicide, social media, racial tensions, tearing down faith, that Jesus is the answer to all of those things. Do you believe that he can equip you to have those conversations? Do you believe that you can understand the scriptures and truly grasp the peace of the world in your heart? Do you believe that when he says, fear not, that you can actually face this world without fear? Not because your circumstances change, but because you cling to Jesus. I am telling you, I am a walking, breathing, living testimony of that. And now when I'm facing that real fear or when I get caught up in the conversations of, oh my gosh, how are you going to handle your kids when, when they get phones and they're on social media and the, the pressures of the conversations they're facing and when Christianity is being so threatened and da, 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 like the list goes on. And I can take a deep breath and say, I believe God by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in me will equip me to parent my children. I believe that by the power of the Holy Spirit, He's going to equip me through the Word of God, through study of the Word, through conversations, through discernment, that I'm going to lovingly be able to have conversations with people that are different than me, that I'm not afraid to stand up for the things I believe in, and I'm also not afraid to be around people who are different than me. I'm not afraid of the government, because even if I disagree, my authority and my allegiance is not dictated by a government, although I can submit and, and, and be respectful. It is not dictated by that. I do not live in the kingdom of the world. I live in the kingdom of heaven and I can have that heaven come down to earth. So I can practically walk through that with God, but it's time with him. It's trust in him. It's reading his word. It's not getting got, get caught up in the conversations, but being quiet in your soul and believing that the peace of God can walk with you. So guys, when you are afraid, Picture God coming down to you and saying, hey, child, fear not. You don't need to be anxious. I am with you. I can bring you peace. That is my hope and my longing for you is like, God, let people who know Jesus not walk in fear. You do not need to walk in fear. And then my hope is that you would take that peace and so desire for other people to know it and then share it with others that they do not need to be afraid. 